Next on BYU Sports Nation, Cougar football and the road back to 10 win seasons. What has to happen for BYU to rise again? Mitch Matthews says this spring has a 2009 feel to it. We'll ask Harvey Unga what he thinks and how his NFL veteran combine went. Plus, Jeff Judkins returns to Studio B, rocking a new do and another game of NCAA tourney experience. His bracket winners. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is up? BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, March 24th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with future Late Late Show intern, Jerem Jordan. Let's hope not. <laughs> at, the, at this point. <laughs> okay, you want to be the host? No. All right. No. I had an interesting To be on a show every day, man, that would just be Who a, does that? That would just be a grind. Holy, holy cow. <laughs> the grind. Rise and grind. <laughs> Hashtag welcome to the uh, football basketball offseason. Yeah, that's, that is true. We're here. I had an interesting conversation with my three-year-old last night, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm learning that he is very quickly uh, becoming a good manipulator. Okay. I'm manipulated multiple times a day, starting with this last night. He wanted me to sing him a song for him to bet, and I was like, I'm so tired, I can't do it. Cougar fight song, that's an easy pick. So, no, see, I, I offered to do that one. He's like, no, I don't want that. I was like, well, what do you... What? He's like, I want wheels on the bus. And I was like, well, Daddy doesn't want to sing wheels on the bus. And he goes, but Daddy... Third-person reference? Jesus loves Wheels on the Bus. He'll be so happy if you sing it. Wow. The official <laughs> spokesman. Jackson How do you was... say no to that? Okay, fine. Fine. going to have to check sources on that one. We started story time as well, and I always try and go with like BYU football legendary stories, and he's like, no, I don't want that. Not right now. Not right now. Wow. We'll get You're there at some point. You're telling me this the day that the University of Utah president is speaking at BYU. We'll get there at some point. It has nothing to do with liking Utah. He <laughs> likes BYU. He can sing the fight song. He just he just wasn't interested in it last night. But I'm being manipulated. It's a real thing. I used to be like, I'm never going to be that parent. I am that parent now. I can't say no sometimes. <laughs> I learned from Dare. Just say no. Oh, please. Yeah. You're going to be saying this in a year. The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Get to bed, please. Yeah, right. Yeah, to your, to your little girl. Please Use the hashtag bed. BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members always welcome. What does BYU football need to do to make the jump back to a 10-plus win season? Yeah, I want some legendary stories to tell my son Jax. At King Ranch 51. Tailgate better. Yeah, that's the real key. <laughs> to tailgate better. Here's my opinion, by the way, on that. Uh, we need the Polynesian community to be more actively involved in the tailgate. I think that that's a unique angle that BYU could bring to a tailgate situation. Okay, so that's your opinion on tailgating, not yes. necessarily on getting back to 10-plus oh, win we'll seasons. we'll spend the whole show on the rest <laughs> of that, man. Who cares? We need Polynesian superstars. We have some of those, don't we? We need more. Yeah. They were, the, they were uh, part of the lifeblood of what BYU did in the 80s and 90s. Another tweet. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. C. Murphy Pro. He's a pro. Or she. To be a 10-win team, BYU needs... To put a bubble around Taysom Hill. Hashtag Hill for Eisman. <laughs> bubble boy. That's not that far off. Uh, yeah. What's the chance that Taysom will start every game this upcoming season? We will discuss that later on in the show. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else is going on today? BYU baseball at Utah. The Cougars have won 9 of 11. 
None matters more than tonight. Together we reached BYU softball. Sydney Broderick wins West Coast Conference Player of the Week. The Lady Softballers at Weber State today. And congratulations to BYU Gymnastics. They qualify for regionals nice. in Berkeley with Utah, Georgia, Boise State, Cal, and Utah State. That's like the Utah region. Yeah, three from the state of Utah. Utah, very good at gymnastics. BYU, a top 30, 35 program. Just get in, and they did. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Days of future past BYU football. From the years of 2006 to 2009, BYU football won 10 games or more, four seasons of top 25 success, double-digit wins, three bowl wins, Since 2009, 10 wins has only happened once. But that winning attitude may just be on its way back. Mitch Matthews joined us yesterday on the show and made a comparison that rekindled the fire of hope. I played with Dennis Bitta, Max Hall, and those guys in 2009, and now it's 2015. And I see similarities in that team to this team. Those guys really wanted to win. I think that same spirit is here Mm. very strongly now. Not that it wasn't before. But it's very strong now, that competitive spirit. I think it's we have the right seniors in the right place, and we have a lot of leadership, and we love it. Jerem, what was it about that 2009 team that Mitch was referencing that made them so special? That's quite the comment. You had really good leaders, and they were seniors. And Mitch uh, referenced, hey, prior to that, that Bronson Kafusi, Remington Peck, Taysom Hill, and Mitch got together and said, Enough's enough! Eight and five stinks. We need to do better. Uh, and so 2009, you had Max Hall, the winningest quarterback in BYU history, Dennis Pitta, most receiving yards for a tight end in NCAA history, Harvey Unger, the all-time leading rusher, Andrew Rich, a tremendous safety that got a look in the NFL with the Cardinals, one Brian Logan, who embodies the spirit of uh, a guy that didn't know much about BYU but came here and became something and became a good player despite being 5'6 uh, in that Bronco defense. That team went eleven and two, played five notable games. Okay, wait a and second. And had great success. But it starts with the leadership and competitive spirit. I'm not saying BYU is going to be 09. That's what Mitch is saying. That that the competitive spirit that was in 09 was there. But it's nice that he he played on that team, so he got a sense as a young guy of what it takes to be great from a leadership perspective. Well, wait a second. 2009 was a loaded roster. I mean, you just went through some of just. The all-time greats in BYU football. Guys that had huge numbers. Played in the NFL. 43 wins. Or are still playing in the NFL. Six to nine. This team finished 12th in the country after destroying Oregon State in a bowl game. I just want some of that with this year's team. It's not going to be all of that, right? That that would be quite the year. That would be quite the year. Is it that far off? When you look at 2015. I'll tell you in December. Leadership. Well, Mitch told us the competitive spirit of 2009 is back in spring ball, but let's look at some of the leaders on this BYU football team. Your senior quarterback is Taysom Hill. I think everybody trusts Taysom in a similar way. It's different because Max was the Jim McMahon uh, reincarnate, right? Uh, That he's not going to lose a game. He's going to fight. He's going to do what it takes. Fiery, yeah. Yes, competitive, almost to a fault. Uh, Dennis Pitta. Maybe that's the Mitch Matthews role on this team is I'm going to be the best pass catcher and clutch. We're out of spring, and what we've seen is that he's been fantastic. Dennis Pitta was 
a uh, an NFL draft pick and a guy that's still in the league. We wish the best for Dennis, who has been injured. But then you look at Harvey Unga, Jamal Williams. I think people trust Jamal as a runner. Harvey Likely Unga. will become the all-time leading rusher. Yeah, Harvey is the all-time leading rusher. We'll talk to him in about 20 minutes on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to ask him about Jamal. Jamal is in line to become the all-time leading rusher at BYU. So, Taysom Hill, Max Hall, Harvey Unga, Jamal Williams, Dennis Pitta, Mitch Matthews. I know that it's a stretch. Defensively, it's harder to find comparisons. Like, there's no Andrew Rich on this defense. That's tougher. But offensively... That we know of now. It looks like BYU has the star power there to be a special football team. Then you bring up the tough schedule. In 2009, BYU played five really tough quality opponents. Three ranked. No, four ranked. Four ranked. And won three. Oklahoma, Florida State, TCU, Utah, Oregon State. Okay, they won three of those games. I'd take three out of five. Get noticed in the big-time games. Look at the schedule in 2015 with your senior leadership coming back. Nebraska, Boise State, UCLA, Michigan, Missouri. Feel similar. You don't have an Oklahoma on there, but feel similar in that you have five notable opponents. Now, if BYU wins three of those games, and that is a huge if. That's in size 256 font. That's a huge if. Yes. It fills up the studio. This could be a special season. It fills up Studio A, which is our largest studio. It's (laughs) to the north of us. (laughs) Studio B is the smallest studio. That tough schedule also brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Felipe Steele says that BYU is playing the 17th toughest schedule in 2015. That's by 2014 win percentage. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for BYU to replicate what 2009 did. I think that we're making too much of a stretch in talking about 2009. The only comparison that Mitch brought up is competitive spirit, leadership, will to win, that kind of thing. The schedule's loaded. It's going to be really tough. And that team built up to that with an 11-win season in 07, a 10-win season. This team is coming into it with two 8-win seasons. I think that if BYU got to 9, that would be amazing. 10 would be just crazy given how tough this schedule is. I'm not BYU could do whatever. Either way, right? But it's exciting that a guy like Mitch says, "I can sense a good competitive spirit." That's just the start. He's not saying it's the quest for perfection or anything like that. That no, would be No, but dangerous. for him to specifically and unprompted talking to us yesterday say, "You know, I was here in 2009 and for the first time since then, I feel the same way in spring football now that I did then." That's that's a telling comment, and it has infused some fire for sure into me. And and, le- and that will reign supreme with plenty of gasoline in the next five months <laughs> as we get ready. Light the fire for Nebraska. Oh yeah! Countdown to the Cornhuskers. One sixty-five. It's so far away. One hundred sixty-five <laughs> days away from. Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's going to be awesome. Okay, the 2015 questions are aplenty. Okay, there are so many questions about this team. Not so much on offense, I don't think. Because you only lose Leslie Lasike Mahine for significant contributors. I mean, I think the offense will be better. It was a top 25 offense. They're back with more experience, and their biggest of big stars return. However, the question mark is all about the defense linebackers. Young. Defensive backs, also young. Even Who, younger. 
Who in the world is going to step up? Blaine Fowler joined us yesterday. Blaine's tied into this BYU football team. He's got a son that plays on the football team, for crying out loud. And he offered his perspective on why it will be different this go-around. I see younger guys that are buying in more to the concept of what they're doing, the whole concept of defense. And what's going to be different this year is there's not as much experience, but you've got a whole group committed to do it exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Not unbelievable athleticism, but those guys will be exactly where they're supposed to be. They won't give up good plays, and they'll be good tacklers. And that's the key. BYU had less talented teams in the first couple years of Bronco Mendenhall, but had really good defenses. Discipline. Because they ran Bronco's system. Bronco Mendenhall is a really good defensive coordinator. If BYU has some talent and they do what they're supposed to do on defense, look out. In 2009, I mean, they, they lost Brian Keel in 2008. They lost some and David good, Nixon. And David Nixon. They lost NFL some good players that played in the NFL and came back in 09 and won 11 games because they bought into the system. You brought up Brian uh, Logan. Guys like Ben Criddle, Corby Hodgkiss, just just off the top of my head. Andrew guys, Rich. Those, I, and I would put Andrew Rich in a different category, but guys that I wouldn't call them the most talented, but they knew what they were doing and made great plays for BYU, and BYU had solid defenses with those guys. David Let's, Tafuna, guys like that. What's the difference? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What does BYU football need to do to make the jump back to a 10-plus win season? At Optimist BYU Fan says, the better question is, what does BYU have to do to be national champs? <laughs> Dick Vitale voice. 15-0, baby! <laughs> oh, my goodness. It would be 14-0 for BYU. Yeah. There's no conference championship. But, yes, I get the point. 15-0? Yeah, no, we're we're gonna need that's, these. No, yeah, that. that's just crazy. Listen, I'll take I'll take What's nine wins. What's the chance BYU season? wins ten games? We'll discuss that as well. Coming up, does Harvey Unga think BYU football in 2015 can make a run like his team in 2009? But first, Jeff Judkins and his new haircut are back in Studio B. Sweet 16 brackets with the coach next. You look like Cyclops. Thank you. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Why am I talking so fast? And join us by using the hashtag BYUS. Because we go fast, go hard. That's, yes. what, that's what Dr. Bob wants, so we do it. Hey, baseball plays Utah today. Tonight, in fact, 9 Eastern time, you can listen to it right here on BYU Radio. Watch it on the Pac-12 network. Sing the song again, Jerem. Together we reached. Yep. BYU and Utah. Bring it on. And today, the university, coming up next, in fact, the University of Utah president is speaking at Brigham Young. The day BYU plays Utah. I think the timing is interesting. What would the reception be like if President Worthen spoke at Utah? Would he get booed? Would they <laughs> boo him in a formal know. academic setting at a research <laughs> institution? I'd like to say no. I'd like to hope no, right? Our Twitter Who knows, question. man? Let's play. Hey, let's just play in football. Come on. Let's play in the spring. Let's yes. do that. Our Twitter question today, what does BYU football need to do to make the jump back to a 10-plus win season? Jeremy and I still haven't given our specific answers. But uh, we'll get there eventually. It's called burying the lead. At PW Enter 1019 says the defense needs to be back to what it once was. Well, Bronco Mendenhall's back in charge, so that's a good start. That's the only hope for a 10-win season. The only hope? Maybe. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Bronco has been the guy. His track record proves that. 
Joining us now, another head coach that knows how to just win games, and he is looking fresh. <laughs> Jeff Judkins in head. Studio B in high definition with a new do. How does the uh, shaved head feel, Coach? They say it makes me look 10 years younger, but um, <laughs> that's what the players say. I don't think so, but, uh, you know, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. You know, and I told them, yeah. I told them before the, the West Coast Conference Tournament, if they win the tournament, that I would cut my hair short and um, – I was planning on doing it anyway, but this would be, you know, and I had a couple other coaches that went along with me and did it, and uh, the girls were pretty excited about doing it. And I thought it'd get us psyched up for the game. It looked like it backfired on me, but but it was a fun opportunity. It was great, great for them to be able to see that I stick to my word. What was the overall message to the team after the loss to Louisville on uh, Saturday? You know, I, I, I just feel like we, we got in a fight and we kind of shied away from it and that's not my team it's not me you know and I think uh, sometimes when you get hit in the mouth sometimes you you kind of uh, I say it back off a little bit I think this will be motivation let me me tell you it's going to be motivating I'm meeting with them today and it's going to be hey we got to work harder this offseason we got to get stronger we got to get tougher we got to get mentally tougher and realize that if we want to move up the next level where we want to go, um, we have got to be able to play that kind of ball and and, and be able to, to really understand that. And um, I'm not saying that we didn't have that last year, but this team was more physical with us than UConn was last year. And uh, that was, to me, that's what everybody's trying to do to us. Pacific tried, Weber State tried. They're not as athletic and strong and physical as Louisville. And that's what everybody thinks they need to do. So we need to do a better job realizing that. And, and i got to put my team in, in, in the best position. You bring up getting hit in the mouth. There was a moment, literally, where Mackenzie Morrison took a shot to the jaw. And it, it prompted uh, quite a response from the nation. Jerem sent out a, a vine of it. It got picked up by SB Nation. It got picked up by Sports Illustrated. And there were some people that were really upset with uh, what the Louisville girl, uh, girl did to Mackenzie Morrison. There was an apology issued yesterday on Twitter, which seems to be like the thing these days. But can you explain the atmosphere of that game from last Saturday and, and why something like that happened? Well, you got to understand, first of all, the game was really physical. And they were letting a lot of things go. The second play in the game, the girl grabbed Jojana and threw her to the ground and got a rebound. They missed it. So the game was that kind of a game. McKenzie... If people don't know McKenzie that well, let me just tell you, she's a feisty, tough competitor. And so when that starts going like that, she just gets into it harder, and she just kind of becomes like a pest. And so she got in the girl guarding her, and she got mad because she wasn't getting catches herself. And so what does she do? She retaliates and, and does that shot. The thing I'm so proud of McKenzie is that she didn't blow off and then try to go back and get her back. She just she took it. You know, and she got up there and shot it. Made both free throws. And she did. And she did that against Gonzaga. She done it against – she gets on people's nerves. That's how she plays. And um, she – but she keeps her, her, her cool. The only part that made me mad is they got into Lexi a little bit. And Lexi is more willing to, to push back probably more than her. Um, but you like seeing that fight too. You know, if, if you never fight back and you never at least stand up to what you think's right, Sometimes uh, then people can take advantage of you, and and I think you know we got to learn as a team to be able to do that. I, I've uh, you know, I, there's nobody more competitive than me, and 
people get under my skin sometimes, especially refs, and I have to <laughs> I, I have to keep my cool and I have to not get blow up and I have and I hope that my team will be able to see that and um you know, we've got to get tougher though. We've got to get mentally tough and you're talking about BYU football to win ten games. I'm gonna tell you right now what it is. It's getting tougher. It's bottom line. It's not getting pushed around. It's not it's holding your ground when you're there. It's it's working as a unit and and getting better in the trenches and doing all those things, the little things. Because let's face it, Alabama, Ohio State, that's what they are, and they're tough and physical. And uh, I think Seattle Seahawks have proven that. You know, you've got to be tough. You can't let people, and that the game's changed that way a lot. And uh, we have to continue. I think all of us to really get better like that. When the season ends, it it seems like. There's a celebration of the season or, all right, that's done, on to the next one. I, I, I feel fired up to, to get in the gym and work with the team or something right now. Did, I, oh, I feel like you're frustrated. There's no question. Right now, the last thing I want to do is not practice and not go get on them and say, we got to do this better and we got to work on this and we got to, you know, and now it's over. And, um, but, you know, it's, it happens to everybody. That's the sad part about college athletics is there's only one winner. Somebody loses. There's only one team that wins all the way through. And and uh, But I think this will be for the young kids. That's what I said after the game. I said, you seniors did an awesome job. You went to the NCAA tournament three out of four years. You went postseason four out of four. You've had a great career. You've set a great foundation for our young players. But I told my young players, look it. You were part of last year when we almost beat UConn. You came this year, and we got we got out physical, out toughed. Now let's learn from this for next season, because we're playing a great schedule too. We're playing Oklahoma, we're playing Texas A and M, we're playing Georgia, we're playing Penn State. Yeah, nice. I mean, we're playing a tough schedule. So I'm doing that. Let me tell you right now. I saw on Twitter that the the coach Jeff from Louisville wants to play. I'm going to call him. I'm going to schedule that game. Bring it on, uh, coach. You know, I'm going to try to get that game. Because I think that's how we're going to get better. We're going to get better by playing those kind of teams and really learning from it. And uh, we're excited about that. Jeff Judkins with us on BYU Sports I'm Nation. really fired up right I know. Now. <laughs> I thought this was the offseason. Like, we take it easy. The intensity level has risen in Studio B. Uh, with March Madness, when you're looking at the teams that remain, uh, is, there a, is there a separation that you want after your team bows out? Or do you want to watch a tournament and, and see how other teams are doing and, and look at how other teams are playing and things well, like that? Well, you know, Sean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for Gonzaga. They did the same thing we did last year. Lost a tournament, uh, came back and refocused. And they had a really good bracket. When I saw the teams that they were in, I thought, hey, these guys can win. They could beat them. Um, and it's kind of the luck of the draw. Sometimes, like, Louisville's a better three-seated team than Oregon State. It just They just are. They're better. They've been the top seven. You played seven. both. You would know. Yeah, they are. They're a better team. And they were top seven throughout the whole year, and they lost a couple of games at the end to move them. Uh, Gonzaga matched up really well with Oregon State. They matched up well with George Washington, just like I think we would have matched up well with those two teams also. Um, if we could have got past Louisville, we matched up well with South Florida, and we matched up well against LSU. When I when I saw that, I, but I knew Louisville was the toughest competition. Then Kentucky gets beat. Dayton beats Kentucky, so now it comes that. But the bottom line is, you know, 
there's great teams in there, and you kind of hope that you match match up with really different teams. I mean, I think Utah men have had a great thing, but they got a good matchup. I mean, Georgetown's a fourth seed is not as good as Maryland is a fourth seed. I don't care what you tell me, it's not. And that's kind of the key. When you look at those brackets, that's all you look at. You don't look at seeding, look at who you're matched up with. And um, I think that was, I think that's what made it hard for us. But, but of course, for me, I'm a basketball junkie. I'm going to watch stuff. I'm going to see what teams do and see how they handle things so I can make my team better next season and I can learn as a coach. I wish I had the time to go fly to one of those regionals and sit there and watch and do it, but I don't. I have recruiting. I have other responsibilities that I have to take care of. You have jamming with Jetty as well. That's, That's right, jamming. Jamming with you guys. <laughs> That's right. I hear you. You're the only one that can jam in this. We could, we could pull out like a saxophone and try and jam or something. Do you want Utah to beat Duke? Yeah, I think that's great for the state of Utah. Um, nice political answer. They're, they're going to have to play a lot better than what they've played the last two games. I mean, Duke is athletic. The more importantly, Duke is going to get every call. So you you have to realize that you're you're going to you're not going to get the, the, a call that you normally get. David Hall isn't going to ref their game. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I mean. It, so David but, Hall, longtime Mountain West official. Yeah, he's a great official. He's he really, really good, is. actually. He's yeah. a very good official. Yeah. He and, yelled at me one time. And, but I think, <laughs> but you know, Utah, Utah is going to give them some trouble because they set a lot of picks outside, and their big Duke is not a really good defender. He's a great offensive player, but how are they going to play? That's to me. I had breakfast with my brothers today, and I said the whole key. I can't wait to see what what both coaches do on defensively on certain things, but. For Duke, how are they going to play that pick and roll? Are they going to sag off them? Like if I was playing Utah right now, I would not leave the three-point line. And that pick comes, the big's close enough, they can't get that gap. That's how I, I'm curious to see what Coach K does. Mm. But, but Okafor. Which, which coach, coach K? Which coach K? Kraskoviak or Krzyzewski? There's one. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Okafor is, come on. I mean, the guy is. Oh, he's a beast. Unbelievable. I mean. Yeah. He can score in so many different ways, and and uh, so and there's no question. Duke has the upper hand, but it's like I said, anybody's it could be anybody's game. Where's okay. the bull? The bull. The bull's in my house trying to get glued up. Yeah, you have it. You I have it. it. I'm, I'm going to bring it next week. You found there's it. There's an update. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring Woo! it next week. I'm getting it glued up. You got a great spot for it <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in here. Okay, well, we'll put it in there for sure. <laughs> Coach, congratulations on another run of the NCAA tournament, and uh, great to have you in Studio B. Well, thank you, you guys. It's been a it's been a fun year, a great year. I, I've been real proud of my team and what they accomplished, and uh, you know we got better. And uh, our seniors had a, had a great season this year. You know, we missed Ashley a lot. People don't realize that, especially in big games like Louisville and some other games that we lost. But uh, I'm really proud of these young kids that are working hard, and we're going to be good next year, hopefully, and with hard work, and I'm going to learn as a coach. Jamming with Juddy, edition 2015-16, coming to a TV and radio near you soon. Rated PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Coach. Hey, thanks, guys. Up next, Harvey Unga. On his performance at the first ever NFL Veterans Combine and how 2015 BYU football can draw from success of the past, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. 
live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. The intensity level was taken whew, up a few notches with Jeff Judkins' last segment. Yes. Coming up this weekend, BYU men's volleyball plays Irvine. Great matches, 9 Eastern Friday night, 10 Eastern Saturday night on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I am ticked right now. What I, does am, BYU, I am ticked right now. What does BYU football need to do to make the jump back to a 10-plus win season? Jeff Judkins said, I'll tell you right now, it's getting tougher. That's true. I'm ticked right now. I have something to say. Oh, no. Why? What? The Mariners are on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a nice season for the Mariners. Ugh. They're done. Come on. <laughs> It says, it's time to believe. No! Uh, the, the SI curse is a real thing. We as gonna, real as the BYU Sports Nation karma. We were going to compete for the AL West title. Now nope. we're not. Now we're not. Nope. Now we're not. It's the A's Do you and want? I mean, if the Sports Illustrated approaches you and they're like, hey, we want to feature you on our cover. I'm like, get out of here! <laughs> no. No. Go, go find somebody else. BYU beats Gonzaga. Jimmer's on the cover. Boom. Lost to Florida. Ah! Go get the Astros. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worst franchise in the history of Major League Baseball. Uh, speaking just kidding, of our, Jeff Bagwell, what's up? So I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was, yeah, I'm just fired up. Plus Juddy. Yeah, Juddy too, yeah. He's frustrated. Normally it's like, well, we had a good thing. He's like, oh, man, let's go to work. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You like to see that in a coach, though. Yes. That's, that's intense. I like that, dude. At Bridger Hill tweeting in to answer our Twitter question, what did BYU football need to do to make the jump back to a 10-plus win season? He says, I'm not a scientist. But I'd say BYU football has to win the close games to be a 10-plus win team again. That's important. Uh, the last time BYU won 10 games, they went 5-4-1 or four and one in games decided by 7 or less in 2011. <laughs> won 10 games. At Taysom's knee brace. 10-0. and 0. At Taysom's knee brace. How about 14-0? Strap me on and I will lead Taysom's legs in battle to a championship. That's the hope. That is the hope. <laughs> Joining us now, a man who can offer some insight into what it means to be a 10-plus win season, Harvey Unga, the all-time leading rusher in BYU football history. Harvey, great to talk to you again. Welcome back to the show. Hey, what's up, my dudes? I appreciate it. Mitch Matthews made a comparison yesterday when he was a freshman in 2009, and he was uh, you know, just getting his licks in as a BYU football player for the first time around Dennis Pitta and you and Max yeah. Hall and some of the greats. He said that the competitive spirit that was existent back then in spring football is now back in 2015. How do you read into those comments from Mitch Matthews? I think it's great. I mean, like you said, Mitch was there when we had, uh, you know, a 10-plus winning season. Uh, he, he understood the camaraderie. He knew how close the guys were. He, uh, you know, he felt that competitive spirit between, you know, all the guys on offense as well as defense. Um, you know, we, we were out there competing every single day against each other, uh, offensively, defensively. And um, he also knew how close, you know, like you said, Max and Dennis and Austin and, um, you know, all of us were on the offense, uh, as well as, you know, all the offensive linemen and, and uh, you know, everybody else that was out there with us. So for, for him to have that comparison and that feeling, man, it, uh, I, I'm praying that that's the case because I think, you know, with, with the weapons that they have, they're going to be dangerous if, if that's the case, if they can, uh, you know, pull together and, and really, uh, you know, get things tied, tied together and, and start rolling. Harvey, how do you create that kind of competitive spirit? You know, I, <laughs> to be honest, you you got to find that guy. Um, I don't. To be honest, I don't think you can really create that kind of competitive spirit. I think it's just in you. It, 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 it's an innate thing. Um, to to say that you you create something like that. Um, I mean, you could you can try, 
to to create competitiveness. But in in my opinion, I think that that just that's just who you are. It's an, it's an innate thing. And and with Max and Dennis and Austin and myself, um, whether we were playing you know bocce ball or chess or ping pong in the locker room, it was a, it was a competition. Um, so anywhere we went, you know, there was a competitive spirit, regardless of what we were doing. Um, and, and to be honest, I think, you know, that, that just comes within somebody, you know, it's just a dog in them that, that comes out. So it's the, it sounds like you're describing the personality of certain individuals who happen to be good players. Uh, if that's, if that's the case, does BYU have those guys on this team in your opinion? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. They've got tremendous athletes over there. Um, you know, guys with, with good competitive spirit, but at the same time, they, you know, they're also great football players. So um, I, I definitely think they, they have those kind of guys and uh, the potential to, to really be a 10-plus winning team. Who stands out most in your mind when you're looking at those personalities slash great football players on this BYU football team? Uh, obviously, I'm biased. I'm, I'm big again, you know, with the running backs. I think it, it definitely, for me, I look at those guys. I think Jamal is, is a phenomenal player i think he's one of those guys that you know the running backs have uh, somebody to look up to and, and can emulate in regards to that and then Algie brown has definitely been stepping it up um you know he's been getting quite a bit of love in the spring and um you know i think it, it definitely helps to have those guys and then who, who better than uh you know the heisman candidate uh Taysom. you know i think if anybody that can lead this team it's him and his competitive spirit i think you know we've seen him every single saturday he, he brings it and, uh, you know, those guys can definitely do it. Um, and, and to be honest, I think on the defense, Bronco just brings it out of the guys. You, you don't have to really have one, one guy um, that, that has that dog in him. I think Bronco's done a great job of recruiting those guys that have, you know, that kind of dog in them. And um, he, he definitely brings it out of the guys. And, and, you know, the guys that can't really hang, they, uh, they get weeded out. That's an interesting comment that defensively it's Bronco because one thing I noticed last year, Harvey, was to be a leader, you have to have accountability and you have to be good. You can't be an okay right. player and be like, let's go, rally around me. I barely play. <laughs> On the defense, yeah. I thought that it was tough because Alani Fuo was hurt, Craig Bills was hurt. Right. Those were going to be the two guys. So who, right. who stands out to you uh, on the defense of guys that could maybe emerge as leaders besides Bronco leading that group? I mean, Bronson, Bronson was, you know, if anything, that, that, that was one of the guys that, that in my mind, um, that, that would be, you know, one of the big leaders. And then um, i trying to think of the, the linebacker course, because a lot of the times, in my opinion, I think it definitely starts with, with a linebacker core. Where when you got guys, um, you know, as far as the linebackers that are out there leading, it, uh, it'll make a difference. But... Um, to be honest, I haven't paid too much attention to, to the defensive side of the ball. I've been watching the offense more than anything. All about that um, action, boss. I'm not going to lie. I, I, yeah, like I said, I'm biased. <laughs> I, I love watching those boys on offense do their thing. But um, uh, I'm sure, you know, there, there's guys that will emerge. Who, you know, who are they? It, it, you never know. I mean, things happen. Guys, guys kind of emerge during the spring. And like I said, I'm biased. So I'm hoping Morgan is, is one of those guys that, that uh, can, can step up and guys will rally around him because uh, – He's family, and, and like I said, I'm biased. <laughs> tell, tell us about Morgan Unga, who I believe is playing, uh, is he playing safety? Yeah, he's playing safety. Is he a he's, cousin? He's a kid, a specimen. Yeah, so his, his dad and my dad are brothers, so we're really cousins. <laughs> and, and what's the expectation with him, and kind of what's his story? He's been a uh, spring football surprise. 
He, um, I mean, he, he just got off the mission not too long ago in uh, January. Uh, came off the mission, you know, looking like a, a NFL starting safety. Um, it, it, the guy that I, I think about when whenever I picture Morgan is a guy like uh, Cam Chancellor. Mm. Um, you know, Morgan's got speed. He, he's tall. He's athletic. Um, he, he's, you know, he's got the uh, the weight behind him. Um, and and I know, you know, he, he's not the kind of guy that's going to shy away from from hitting somebody. So, uh, you know, I think he's got a ton of potential there um, to be a huge asset on the defense. Um, and the kid has heart, man. I've never seen a kid work so hard in my life. Um, so, you know, I think the sky's the limit for him as far as, you know, what he could do for the defense and then coming in. BYU's all-time leading rusher, Harvey Unga, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Harvey, before we get to uh, your career and what's happening, I know you're just at the NFL Veteran Combine. I want to ask you one more question, and that is our Twitter question today. What is the one thing that BYU football needs to return to a pattern of 10-plus win seasons? Um, what is it? Yeah. I think Mitch hit it on the head. I, I think, you know, just, just having a team cohesiveness is, is something that that is definitely going to be needed. Um because, like you said, Taysom's the guy now, but when he goes down, if he goes down, and, and God forbid that he does, um, you know, you're going to need that, that team cohesiveness to, to really, you know, pick up the slack. And, 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 and in any case, I mean, if any guy goes down um, offensively, defensively, um, I think when, when you got somebody that you trust, that you know is, uh, is, is a team player, has bought into the system, um, it, you know, it makes – a total difference, and I say that because I think of the Oklahoma game when you know when I didn't get to play that game. You know, I trusted Brian Correa, Coach Reynolds trusted him. Brian came in and had the game of his life, and and you know we ended up with a win. Um, and the defense, you know, they stepped up as well offensively. Our guys were on point. So when when you have that kind of cohesiveness, like like Mitch was saying, and and, and everybody's on the same page, man, it's it's dangerous, and and you can you can pull off those those hard wins and and those wins that people kind of rule out. Yeah, Jeremy and I talked about this that this morning is an oft-overlooked fact about that Oklahoma game is that you didn't play. You were our best <laughs> running back. You didn't even play in that game. So that says something about that win uh, adds just a little bit more uh, oomph to beating Oklahoma. Now, as we look at your career, Harvey, you just uh, competed and participated in the first-ever NFL Veterans Combine. First of all, how was it? It was it was interesting. I'll say that you know it was a first time thing. So so they were definitely um, getting a lot of feedback from the players, from the vets, and and they were um, you know trying trying to really get I guess improvements or, or insight on what they could do better, what what you know what the guys liked about it. Um, so it was it was a good you know learning process for them. It was a good. Um, opportunity for me to go out there and, and showcase, you know, what I can do still and, and um, you know, let these teams know that I'm, I'm still ready to play. And, and, you know, I'm willing and able. I've been busting my butt off. And, uh, it, you know, it was a good, fun experience. Aside from running the 40 uh, <laughs> and, and hearing all these stupid times, you know, it was, it was frustrating. But I think the upside to it was everybody, you know, was consistent with running a crappy 40. So yeah, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, you know, I can live with that. If, if I'm running the same 40 times as these 200-pound running backs, then I'll, uh, you know, I'll take that with me. So you ran a 4.9 twice. Uh, yeah. Uh, were you faster, but the, the timing was off? That's the word, right? 
Well, supposedly that's what all the running backs were saying over there. I didn't bother to say anything because I figured if these smaller running backs are running four nines, then like I said, I can live with it. But uh, it, it was hard to say. They, you know, there, there was a kid named Sierra Wood, a couple other guys who were, you know, just last year was their rookie year, and at their pro day last year, they were running high four fives, low four sixes. Come to the combine, run four nines, and I don't think a guy loses a step you know, or three-tenths of a step in, in one season. It, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, so, so to me, you know, I think it, it was a different, you know, laser process. Uh, even guys at the Combines were, you know, were running slow. And, I mean, the fastest DB from what I heard was running a 4.6. Uh, so, if, if you know, if those are vets that are, you know, the fastest are running 4.6s, then, uh, you know, so, something's a little different. So I'll leave it at that. Not bad for old man Unga. So, <laughs> so, so yesterday, Spencer said that he thinks he can run a four nine forty, and so I said, "You think you can run faster than Harvey Unga right now?" And I said, "No, no, no. I'd, I'd run a five three with the uh, the clocks they were using at the, pro, the veteran con. But getting scared now. No, I think I can go sub five. Let's do it, man. On Friday. I, I, I believe in you. I think you can run that four nine. I mean, I was telling the scouts if, if we all ran four nines. The scouts should have came down there and ran with us because I'm sure they could catch us if we're running <laughs> Thank you, Harvey. So I appreciate it. We that. might throw Spencer yeah, out there on Friday at Pro Day in some tights <laughs> and just see what happens. What do you think? You can you can use my 40 cleats too. If that'll yeah. Help. All I right. Nice. All right. Hey, Harvey. We need to have you on the show more often, man. I like I like hey, the optimism you bring. That's, that's a fact. Uh, I didn't I'm say there. yes or no. I was just saying you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Pro Day on uh, Friday, Harvey, uh, Brian Kill uh, joined us a little while ago, and I think you might have uh, said, I can't remember if you said it on BYU Sports Nation or not, but that Paul Lasique is a guy that's under the radar that has a chance to make an NFL roster. Do you do you buy into that as Lasique with the best guy on this BYU team at, in this Pro Day with a shot to make an NFL roster? I, I, um, that, that's hard to say. The, the best guy, I don't know. Um, there's, you know, there's some good guys coming out. So I, I, I don't know if I'd say the best guy. Does he have an opportunity and a chance to play on an NFL team? For sure. I, I think he definitely has the ability um, to do so uh, as long as he's willing, uh, you know, to, to get in there and, and um, do, do some special teams as well as fullback um, and, and running back. So, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely a potential NFL player. Um, would I say he's the best guy coming out for the pro day? Uh, that's hard to say. Okay, let's finish with this. Is Paul faster than you? I'm sure he is. If, if I'm running a four nine, he better be running. Like <laughs> <laughs> let's hope Paul's faster. <laughs> I'm praying that I, you know, a pro day he's running faster than a four nine. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, great to talk to you. Wish you the best uh, as you continue to pursue your NFL career. And like I said, we'll, we're going to have you back on the show again because we like the optimism that you bring. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Good luck with the Jets. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I love Harvey. Man. I hope he gets on an NFL he's, roster. I honestly don't he, care where. He is the best. Whoever. Go play in the Jaguars, the Jets. He's the all-time leading rusher in three seasons, by the way. Yeah, how about that? With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com. Up next, what's the chance? 100%. Woo! 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan to my left. BYU-Utah tonight. Tonight, 9 Eastern, BYU Radio. You can listen to that game. The Diz Red First Duel. It's also on uh, the Pac-12 Network. The end. One more. You need to sing a song one more time. Together we reached. Very nice. <laughs> that's fifth that's grade trumpet, baby. That's not far off. Let's play. What's the chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, "What's the chance?" Hundred percent. Here's how it works. We throw out a scenario, and Jeremy and I give it a percent chance as to whether or not that thing will happen or not happen. Let's go. Number one. What's the chance BYU football wins 10 games this season? I say... Why are we asking this? <laughs> uh, I say 50%. Super Whoa! optimistic. Super Whoa! optimistic. Hey, okay. hey, hey, hey. Okay, oh, yeah. Alert. Yep. Wow. 50% because you bring back a core on offense that we haven't had in a very long time leadership style. And I know you can't take me seriously we looking at most of those guys on. last year. What are you but talking about? they're seniors now. They magically become leaders? Why weren't they, they leaders last Taysom year? Taysom was a leader last year until he broke his leg. So Jamal he was, was a leader until he left the season with a torn ACL, MCL, everything in his knee, whatever. It had gone awry. Yeah, Taysom got hurt and, yeah, crap hit the fan. The, the leader is back. The 50, leader is back. Chris Evans. Yes. Captain the, America. Captain America. Returns. <laughs> returns. What, what percent chance do you give it? 15%. 15? L- listen. The schedule 15? is very tough. Will if you BYU wins ten games, BYU wins ten games. No, you do something to <laughs> shave your head. <laughs> I already shaved it. And it's, I'm in the awkward. I'm starting to get in the awkward stage. Enough about me. Uh, BYU football is. I think this team is capable of doing whatever. But when when I have to step back as an analyst and actually look at what I actually think is going to happen, I'll go fifteen percent. I hope I hope it's 15. I hope it happens. You give them like a 1 to 2 and 10 chance of winning 10 games? Yeah. It wow. would it would you're telling me that wouldn't be unbelievable if they won 10 games? Unbelievable? Yes, with I think this it's schedule. Hard, I think it's harder to win for BYU basketball to win at Gonzaga than for this team to win 10 football that games. That was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, are, are unbelievable and amazing not the same thing? I think basketball, yes, they're the same. I think okay. basketball is a little different. All right. All right. Okay. You now, don't you don't need eleven guys on the same let's page. Split you the only difference. need five. Thirty three point three percent. That's too high for me, man. <laughs> what number two? What's the chance Taysom Hill plays in every game at quarterback? I honestly okay, honestly, I say zero percent because I think that at some point they're gonna want to give Taysom Hill some rest. I don't think he plays against Wagner if he's healthy. I don't think he does. No, he would start the game and play a quarter. Maybe. Yeah. They would start him. They wouldn't not start him. Plus that is that the last home game? Oh, like, I can't yeah. Remember, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if that's gonna, the last home he's game, gonna then play. yes, he's going to play. Okay. Well the then, real question is not that. It's whether he gets hurt. That's what we're getting at. Is Taysom Hill going to get hurt? I think he's going to be super, super conscientious of it this year. It's been happened twice. How he can you not? last year. But it's happened twice. Now, this is his senior season. It's different. So what's the percent? 100? Oh, I say 90% chance Taysom Hill plays every game this I year. I want it to be 1,000%. I really, I, me too. I really do. 90%. I'll go 82%, whatever. Nice. Throw away. Garbage. I like that, I like that optimism. You can't make me double. <laughs> you can't make me double. <laughs> do we have time for one more or do we need to go to break? Okay, we're going to go to break. Oh, we're going to do one more. Go meaning do another We're going to do one, one more. <laughs> okay, number three. <laughs> What's the chance Spencer Linton runs a 4 on Friday? 1,000%. <laughs> a joke. 
<laughs> uh, joke. One thousand percent. Spencer Linton runs a four nine forty. Jerem, I believe in you. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Thank you. I still want to give some doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, the Cougars and Utes back at it again, plus another WCC Player of the Week. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. I say whip it. It's, it's time a shame. for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. The Cougars play at Utah tonight, 9 Eastern time on the Pac-12 Network. Listen to it right here on BYU Radio. Softball. Sidney Broderick named the WCC Player of the Week after yeah. a strong performance over the weekend. The softball team at Weber State today, 5 Eastern. Gymnastics. The Cougars were invited to the NCAA Regionals. Awesome. The team will compete in Berkeley, California on April 4th for a chance to advance to the National Championships. Swimming and diving. The blinking lights on these glasses making me sick. Both the men's and women's swim dive teams open day two of competition in the CSCAA invite today. Tomorrow, BYU rugby head coach David Smith will join us on the program. You're getting really good at that. Nah, it's okay. Like that? I'll be shooting for my own hand. That's my go-to. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to the BYU gymnastics team yeah, yeah. qualifying for they, NCAA regionals once again. It was, it was tough at times this year. They've been hurt, but they made regionals. That's the goal. And One of their best there. gymnasts went down with a season-ending injury. Yeah. So well the done, story ladies. Of BYU athletics this year. Getting to the Berkeley Regional. Seriously. The year of injuries. What does BYU football need to do to win 10-plus games? Scheduled down. Thanks to Jeff Judkins, <laughs> Harvey Unga, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Is that not the truth? You answered that question way too fast. Someone said play Wagner 12 times. <laughs> Come like, on, yeah, that would, yeah, that would do it. Come on! That would be the most boring Mike season ever. Goggles. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For sale in the BYU store. Yes, they are. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Casey Bills. We're back to work at noon Eastern tomorrow.